0: The baseball team's looking pretty good so far hopefully they can keep that up uh march madness is definitely living up to the hype to the term <laughs> madness madness <laughs> madness we got some basketball we got to talk about and some spring football my god this pollen man it's already killing me and it's been raining <laughs> a ton so well what's going on everyone welcome to the rocky top times where we talk about all things tennessee vols my name is sean
1: my name is chase
0: And we got a lot to talk about today. Let's just jump right into it. Tennessee football's, I don't know what it is, but it feels like there's a different type of energy happening in the spring. Maybe it's just because new coach, new team, new staff, and spring, you know, is always the start Mm -hmm. of the hype and everything, but... I'm getting really excited. I know they're posting these little videos that are supposed to get you excited, but I, I can't help myself. They're, <laughs> y- you can just see it in the practice. You can see it in the coaches, even their social media. They're really, really, really having a lot of energy in everything that they do. So let's just jump right into it. Spring football started last Thursday, and they had another practice on Saturday. Have you seen any of those little videos where they kind of shows them detailing by position group and stuff like that? Yeah. Or, Sitting of their conferences yeah yeah so what do you think about all that man
1: yeah i mean it's it's like you said It's it sounds like they're having a lot of fun which is something that i feel like you know when Pruitt was here i feel like it was all business there was no fun uh from what we could tell on the outside i'm sure on the inside it was you know Pruitt joked around with him and stuff like that but um on the outside it looked like Pruitt was you know a almost like a dictator when it comes to you know Seeing from a fan's perspective, you know, we never saw really that much fun. Um, but with Heupel, I mean, they're, they're coming out with all these videos. I think after practice on Saturday, they had like an ice cream truck come by so all the players could get ice cream. Um, so, I mean, you can definitely tell there's a different perspective uh, in Heupel's eyes uh, when it comes to kind of building relationships with players and, and kind of how he wants to run the program. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it should be a, a fun spring and i'm really looking forward to um you know more videos and kind of getting a more in-depth and uh insight than we have in the previous few years
0: it's just a complete different energy yeah and uh, whenever they did those hype videos with Pruitt i don't think i ever saw the dude smile once or you know joke around with him and it's kind of like you said you know maybe there of course there were times behind the scenes where it could have been different but I mean one scene specifically today that came out that Tennessee football posted and I had Heupold talking to I think it was Hendon Hooker Mm -hmm. and you know he he was trying to discipline him and getting on to him But then literally right after he's like, I'm not mad at you. He's like, I'm I'm just coaching you up You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. mad at you So I feel like this team needed that the whole time Pruitt was there. You could see it on the field They just looked scared and you can't have that when you're in college. You're gonna make mistakes. These are young kids. So I am just glad that there's a change in that sense. And the quarterback's coach had really cool things to say at his opening press conference and they kinda of had that video where they were tied in today and it showed you know, everything he said at that press conference, he was backing up at practice. You mm-hmm. know, he said, We're gonna let we're gonna let the quarterback be in control, we're gonna let him fling it, and we're gonna let them You know, we're going to let them know it's okay to make a mistake, but learn from it if that happens. Yeah. Whereas whereas Pruitt, you know, if there was a mistake, you know, he's on the bench. Unless you're Jack Garantano (laughs) throwing, you know, three pick sixes to Kentucky consecutively. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool to see. This team Hmm. needs that. And I hope that the leadership of this team, whenever the new staff came in, I hope they brought that up, you know, first thing. And I don't know, man. Heupel's – the more I hear from the staff, the more excited I get. I just, I don't know. I can't wait to see what they do in the fall. But did you kind of yep. feel get that feeling when they played with Pruitt that they were just kind of so afraid to make a mistake? That's why it was so boring. Or do you think? Yeah. I don't know. What yeah. What do you think? In the player interviews, I think whenever we were
1: reading some from the reporters, they were saying that um, with Heupel's offense and Heupel's, you know. I don't know if it's just because the defense was playing against our offense in spring practice whenever we were going so fast so far. Um, they're like, you know, we, we we don't have enough time to think, so we're just playing. And I felt like in, under Pruitt's defense it was so complex that, you know, all they did was think and they didn't play. Um, so it was, was kind of tough. Uh, I think it was really tough a lot on, on a lot of the guys, um, you know, whenever they're you're – not, you're not, when you're not having fun – and then you're on top of that, you're making a bunch of mistakes because a defense may be more complex than what you, uh, maybe what what the talent holds. So, um, you know, as as long as they can kind of simplify things and you know really let the guys just just play, um, I think that you know both sides of the ball is going to come out a lot better than it has the last few years. Um,
0: but I agree. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and hopefully, you know, that's one of the reasons why the ki- these kids get into sports to begin with, is to have yeah. fun. So I feel like no matter what you do in sports, bottom line, yeah, you want to make millions in the NFL, mm-hmm. but you should you should still have fun, you know, you, you got to, and it, yeah. it shows on the field, it definitely showed that. This yeah. team did not have fun while Pert was here, they, they just didn't, mm-hmm. so. But spring practice, the rest of the week, we got practice, we're, we're recording Wednesday night, so. They got practice tomorrow and on Friday, so definitely going to tune in and hopefully continue to watch more of these hype videos, but I'm excited, man. You can just Mm -hmm. tell there's a different energy. I know I keep saying that, but it's true, and I can't help it. Yeah. So let's jump into our position group breakdown. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the position group I'm most excited about, our (laughs) wide receivers. So... Other than Josh Palmer, I don't know if we've lost anyone else. Can, can you think of anybody else that we might have lost from last season? Yeah, we season? lost
1: Palmer. and We lost Brandon Johnson, who uh, decided mm. to transfer. I mean, he, he didn't have a lot of production last year. He played more towards the end of the year. Um, but, I mean, Palmer, you know, he was our leading receiver, our number one receiver going into last year. Um, you know, I mean, quarterback issues all year. I mean, he didn't have a great year. Um, but, I mean, he's a projected, you know, top – you know his, his his um you know he's projected higher than than what we would have thought in this upcoming NFL draft. Like I think he's like a you know a third round pick as of right now. Surprisingly, um, his stock has has gone up a tremendous amount since the Senior Bowl that he participated in. Because um, of as as of last year, I mean he only had 475 yards and four touchdowns. So um, I mean that's pretty much an average player in in on the on an sec team or really any other team so um nothing really stood out last year but you know senior bowl kind of showed some other uh, other sides of him and you know hopefully he goes and makes his money
0: yeah palmer to me had a great first half of the year like yeah. he, he was really good i mean he he did he had those couple touchdowns against georgia i think in athens and mm-hmm. or at least one i can remember but Uh, he kind of defined the Tennessee team like he played all right the first half of the year and then (laughs) after that he just checked out he just did he just didn't care (laughs) and you know after everything that was going on it's hard to blame him in a sense but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like you have all this talent this is your money year you know (laughs) put something together I definitely think he's got talent to go to the NFL I don't know if he'll start yeah I don't know. He he always looked a little slow to me. I think he ran like a four or five on yeah. that NFL Pro workout. Yeah. But I, I was surprised it was a four or five. I I thought he always looked a little bit slower. But he's definitely he always kind of did like that spin catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he would always kind of spin to the outside and catch it, and then just fall down. I, I wish he was more of a yards after the catch type of guy. Yeah. Which is what I'm hoping hypo's offense is. Um, yeah. I love seeing a receiver catch the ball, but I love even more. I want to see what they do after they catch that. I want to see mm-hmm. him make a guy miss, you know, go out of bounds if you need to stop the clock, just whatever the case may be. I love seeing a wide receiver after the catch. So, and Brandon Johnson, I think he made maybe two catches that I can yeah. remember last year. I mean, it, you made that, that one-handed. Didn't he
1: make that one-handed catch against South Carolina in the very first game to save us from going down? That pretty much won yeah. us the game. To be honest, I mean that third down. So, <laughs> we, we could that? have been
0: two and eight. <laughs> How sad is that? Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was a legit catch, and uh, that was really it. And then I think he made another legit third down conversion against yeah. Georgia. It was like third and ten or something like that, and he got hit hard, but he got right back up. Yeah. So, but other than that, man, I don't. I don't and I was really hoping he would bounce back too, because I know he. Yeah. He redshirted, I think, yeah. the year before. To come and, back for this year. Yeah, and I was hoping he was taking lessons with his relative, <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad, Chad <laughs> So, But, yeah, he, he just didn't look too good this year. But hopefully these new guys coming in, uh, these new contributors coming in, I think the sky is the limit for these guys. So I know we got Vila Stones coming back. Mm-hmm. I hear the name Cedric Tillman a lot. Has he had, like, any memorable plays or anything like that? that Not really. I hear his name all the
1: time. He kind of came on more towards the end of last year. I think once Keaton kind of didn't really come back to the team, um, we were kind of looking for somebody else, and I think some other guys were getting hurt. So he kind of stepped up. I mean, he's a a good receiver, and I think he'll – I mean, I think he'll actually push for a uh, starting job, to be honest. But, um, yeah, no, he hasn't had a lot of, you know, he hasn't had a lot of catches, hasn't had a lot of touchdowns, yards.
0: Um, but I think he's a solid player. Yeah. I, I, he tweeted something – or not tweeted, but he said something to the insiders saying he's got, you know, some of the best hands in the nation. I I love the confidence. I just want to see him. Like, <laughs> I can't remember a single catch he's yeah. done. So, yeah. Uh, Hopefully he can step up to the plate. And Velas Jones, um, going back to him, but the transfer from USC from last year, he I was so frustrated that they got him involved later in the season. Yeah. You know, we really needed him and his return game was nothing special last year, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. But uh, with Eckler, you know, we I love that dude, <laughs> Coach Eckler. Yeah, I, I do he, he gets you chilly got, hot. He's so funny, man. And I think he's going to do – I think he'll be really good with Vilas Jones teaching him in the return game a little bit more. But I'm excited to see those two match up. But Vilas Jones, I think, is going to be the guy that has to step up. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. But I think he has to – you know, he's a senior this year. He's – I don't, I can't think of another senior. Maybe Cedric Tillman is, but like I said, I don't remember him catching anything. Mm-hmm. But definitely Vilas Jones is probably going to have to – be a guy we rely on heavily. Yeah. So we got the two Jimmys, Jimmy Calloway and Jimmy Holiday, which I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Bob Kessling's gonna get them <laughs> mixed up all the time. Probably. But we Calloway, Holiday, and Jalen Hyatt. So these three guys, everyone's excited about, especially Hyatt. But Calloway and Holiday are also known. Everybody knows Hyatt is very fast, but mm. Holiday. And Callaway are known for speed too. They're supposed to be very, very fast. Yeah. And we didn't see much of them last year. Do you know anything special about them other than you know their speed or anything like that? I don't really. Yeah, Jimmy I just Holiday. Know Jimmy
1: Holiday came in. He he was actually a quarterback, and they were mm-hmm. trying to work him out as quarterback. And then he moved over to receiver, which was kind of the position that most people thought he would move to. Um, I think mostly in high school when he was a quarterback, he was mostly just a runner. Um, and, uh, I mean, he has some arm talent, but I don't think anybody ever expected him to be a, a power five quarterback, but yeah, I mean, both of them seem like they're, they could be some, uh, good contributors for next year. Um, I know, uh, I forgot who was, who was speaking after practice the other day, but it was one of the coaches saying that they were really impressed with, uh, I think it was Jimmy Callaway. Um, mm-hmm. so hopefully that's, you know, some positive news and he can, you know, really step up and, help out a relatively thin, in my opinion, just a, a group that doesn't have a ton of experience. Um, right. So it, they're kind of an unknown, but there's a, there's some, a lot of young talent there. So, um, you know, if he can really step up and, and be a big contributor for this year um, with two more years left under his belt or more then uh, you know, he could potentially be a really good player in the future.
0: Yeah. Uh, now that you mentioned holiday, I kind of remember last year whenever we were struggling <laughs> early on <laughs> and and they were arguing and debating, and all the fans were like, put in holiday in the red zone because no. apparently apparently he is a freak of nature yeah, in the red nice. zone, yeah, so it was worth a shot, and you know they could have put him in the wildcat or something, but who knows I'm not the coach. Yeah, definitely excited to see these guys step in, and of course we all know Hyatt. He's he scored some good touchdowns, that mm-hmm. one against Bama that everybody remembers. But dude, I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be special here. Yeah. And then we got Malachi Weidman. So this guy is the dual athlete. I think he was also wanting to do basketball as well, but he's supposed to be a really good high point receiver, kind of like in the red zone and stuff like yeah. that. Um, of course, everybody remembers that catch he had last season. Whenever Bailey kind of threw it to him, and yeah. That, do you do you remember who they played against? I can't remember who they played. It against.
1: was kind of like in the middle of the year. Whenever Bailey was like, you know, he was getting in at the, in the fourth quarter at the time, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And they were they finally hooked up on a pass, and it was just something that I guess as Tennessee fans just kind of looked for in the future. You know, why why can't we do this every game kind of thing? Um, right. just give him more opportunities and, and bigger things could happen. But um, I don't remember exactly who it was, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's like your prototypical number one guy I and mean, he's like six, 215 pounds. So, um, prototypical guy, prototypical number one guy that can, like you said, go up and high point the ball and catch it, uh, over defensive backs and, um, has good speed and everything like that can jump like crazy. So, um, I
0: wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, take a big step forward. Yeah, he's very athletic. So yeah. get him in the red zone or something. If y'all are struggling this year, yeah. <laughs> I think he would be just throw it up to him. <laughs> and so, is it true Ramel Keaton is back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well that I mean that's good news for us. So yeah. Um. Yeah, you want? I'll let you take. I'll let you tackle Keaton. What have we got on him? You know, his, he came in as a pretty highly. Rated guy,
1: um, and then last year we were kind of expecting him to take a another big step forward. Since you know uh, Juwan Jennings and Marquez Callaway you know, got drafted, we were thinking that Keaton was definitely going to be a number two guy behind Palmer. Um, he had tons of drops, you know, his race routes just didn't look very crisp. And um, then towards the end of the year, I think he got hurt, and then just kind of sat out the rest of the year. And then most people were thinking he was going to transfer out, but I guess. Um, you know, the coaches were able to convince him to stay and, you know, there's some talent there and, um, we'll see if, if they can pull out the good Ramel Keaton that we, we saw flashes of his freshman year, but, um, definitely struggled last year. So
0: have to see what we can get. Man, that catch he had in the bowl game against Indiana was so good yeah. and it got a lot of ball fans, including myself really hyped up. Yeah. And I, I I wish I, I really hope he comes back and just dominates and Keaton's not one of those quick receivers that we've touched on with these other guys so if you're not quick you're ready to be like Jerry Rice and have really good routes yeah. and you better have good hands and unfortunately he, he just literally dropped the ball pun yeah. intended but he just dropped the ball on some open passes and you can't do that yeah. you Just straight up you can't do that especially with all these young kids that are hungry but um, it's he's a junior, right? Well, with his free year, I mean, technically, he's still a sophomore in his playing right. years. But yeah,
1: he's a junior in schools, academic year. years. Yeah.
0: Okay, so ho- hopefully he can come back and just kind of get out of whatever funk he had. And what we talked about earlier, you know, when these players were scared under Pruitt, maybe it was that. I mean, he yep. he kind of just mentally didn't look like it. He just looked uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, some of these balls were wide open to him. Yeah. And, and he would just drop them. So hopefully they, he'll just shake it off and come back. Like you said, it's the Keaton we all saw flashes of. So yeah. another wide receiver coming in is the true freshman, Walker Merrill. So this dude is from Tennessee. Um, I, I'll let you tackle Merrill too, man. Um, I know he was like a highly three star recruit. I think he was a four. He was a four. Okay, my bad. Four-star recruit, and there were some other schools that wanted him. Some good schools. So it was definitely a good get for us. But what are we getting with Walker Merrill? Have you seen much of his stuff? You know, I haven't seen much, but um, coming, he's been in a lot of like player
1: videos that we've seen on social media and stuff like that of him just having you know a good time with with the rest of the guys. So uh, it sounds like he's fit in pretty well. And you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's, like, more of a hands guy or if he's, like, a speed guy or, you know, he could be a possession guy. I don't know. Um, But, I mean, with a lot of other players in front of him and him being a true freshman, I don't know how much playing time he would get. Um, So I I don't know how much we should expect from him this year. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him get on the field, especially if, you know, we happen to be leading, I don't – in some games, you know, against, like, Southern Alabama or something like that. But –
0: um, <laughs> yeah, State. he looks like
1: he could be a good option uh, down the road, but um, as of right now, I'm, I, I honestly don't know. With with the amount of guys that we have that have some experience but not a ton, um, he sounds even though he's a true freshman, he sounds like he's you know on the back
0: of this list. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully, he can get in some playing time against these teams we're supposed to beat. But we'll, yep. we'll definitely only time will tell. So, but man I, i'm excited about these receivers i really am mm-hmm. and uh, their position group cody burns uh he's one of the f- position groups that i'm you know one of the position coaches i'm very excited about he's a young yeah. dude uh we looked it up earlier because he mentioned it in his press conference today but he won a national championship with auburn so he knows what it takes to win and i, th- I think recruits will definitely follow him mm-hmm. and I don't know, he just said really good things about Tennessee as a program in his conference today, so it got me pumped up. Maybe it's just because I have spring fever and I'm just (laughs) desperate for anything football-related, but I'm just very, very excited, at least until we play the first three games and then I'll cry again. But (laughs) definitely excited about Cody Burns and what he can do with recruiting and everything like that. Super pumped about him. So do you have – you want to go ahead and mention some – starters that we got for this season who do you got for potential starters at wide receiver
1: yeah i think it's most of the people that we've heard more most about in velas jones Jalen hyatt uh potentially tillman uh ramel keaton and malcott weidman i think that those are guys are the most likely to start i still feel like if we can uh get a transfer wide receiver i think they're going to do it um especially if there's a good option out there um but I mean, with with this offense, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if is going to want to just stick with speed, um, like we already have, or get somebody that's the prototypical number one guy um, that's coming from another school. So, but those guys seem I, most likely.
0: Yeah, I I think you got to get anything, man. Like just at least if you have some depth, but definitely go after any highly ranked guy. And if he's fast, cool. You got another fast dude. If he's, you know, a man guy where he high points it, cool. You got two of them now, you know. So whatever the case may be, hopefully they can get in some more depth. But this position group is so strange. I guess it, I'm super excited about them because we don't – they're kind of unknown a little bit. Yeah. You know, we, we haven't really seen much of them. But at the same time, they are so talented and there's so much potential. So, um, I, I guess that's what excites me, just because yeah. it's new. It's brand new, and we need a number one guy, honestly. We, we need a go-to receiver on third down. We need a go-to receiver when it's late in the game. Who Who do you think is going to step up and be our number one receiver?
1: So that's That's the only issue that I have with this. I feel like there's not that number one guy that's just – you know, it's super makes defenses just super worried, you know, their speed will worry them, but I mean, their experience does not worry anybody. There's nobody on this team that has tons of experience besides Felix Jones. But even, even though he's like a grad transfer, I mean, he still didn't play that much last year, unfortunately, and he didn't play a ton at USC either. So um, as far as the number one guy, I feel like we have a bunch of like number two guys on our team. You know, I'd rather have I'd rather have, you know, a bunch of number two guys and one number one and a bunch of just terrible players. So, um, we have a bunch of guys that that can show us what they got, and uh, you know, we'll kind of go from there. But we need more than just a number one. We need we need a bunch of guys that are re- reliable and that
0: can catch the ball and and you know get the yards after catch. I couldn't agree more. There are a ton of <laughs> number two receivers. Yeah. And honestly, that might be a good thing. You know, I mean, if you, I don't know. I mean, of course, I would like a George Pickens on our team just because he's a freak of nature. But his attitude, man, like squirting people with water bottles on the sidelines, (laughs) you know, you can get arrogant if you are that number one guy. Of course, I'm kind of reaching here because we don't have one. But I'd like to see Velas Jones step up just because he's, you know, the most seasoned one on there. Mm-hmm. And maybe Hyatt, you know. I, I know Hyatt's young, but he scored a touchdown against Alabama. <laughs> so definitely a fast dude and a good route runner. And is have you is he the one with the little brother that is yeah. doing really good in high school right now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully it runs in the family and he comes here too. But <laughs> I'm excited about these guys, man. I don't know who the number one would be. If I had to guess, I would say Velas Jones, yeah. maybe Hyatt. I think it'd be a tie between those. But that's just because that's who we know most about, you know. We don't know mm-hmm. about Holiday. We don't know about Callaway. Wideman caught one pass, you know. Keaton was MIA most of the time. Walker Merrill was a true freshman. So it like you said, it could be anybody's ball game. So that's I guess that's what excites me the most. So definitely looking forward to the wide receivers scoring some touchdowns this fall. You wanna yeah. switch gears to basketball?
1: Yeah got a lot of news
0: basketball yeah yeah, we really do so kind of the basketball aftermath you could say since our season is over thanks to the red hot ducks or beavers beavers (laughs) red red hot beavers but you called this last episode you were worried about kim english you know Mm -hmm. getting hired on for a head coach job you you definitely saw that but he's been hired at george washington university which is a huge blow um your your thoughts on especially yeah Yeah, exactly he was
1: one of the guys he was a younger guy played in the nba for a little while and then uh came back in the college coaching world and um you know i think it would it would have shocked anybody if we were able to keep him for more than you know a year or two uh he was always one of the up-and-coming coaches that was going to get a head coaching job eventually you just didn't know when um but to have him for a year and him kind of get us back on the map with some big time recruits. Uh, I think he was the one that got Kennedy Chandler to come. So uh, I know he was, he was locked in with a few other uh, big time recruits, but wasn't able to get those to come here. But um, I think it's a big blow. And, and uh, even though we kind of knew that, that keeping him more than past this year was going to be kind of difficult.
0: I, I didn't realize how young he was until he got hired on at yeah. George Washington. But uh, yeah, he, he, looked, he looked super young. So, mm-hmm. Ho- hopefully if he does very well, he can come back here, you know, if yeah. Barnes retires soon. Yeah. But, man, and there's a lot of stuff in the portal right now too. So, I know we have Drew Pember in the portal, in the transfer portal for basketball. Anybody else that you can think of that that you've heard of?
1: Yeah, Pember and uh, Devontae Gaines, both in the portal. Yeah. Uh, there should be more that's going to be in there as well. Um, they just haven't announced it yet. So I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, this is almost a completely new roster with a bunch of transfers, a bunch of, um, you know, grad transfers and things like that. So don't be shocked if you, uh, almost see a completely new starting five other than, um, uh, like, you know, Josiah Jordan James or something like that. But, um, mm-hmm. I'd say Viscovy and Bailey will stay, but past that, I uh, honestly, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's hard to tell with basketball. And yeah. Yeah, it's just hard to tell, and especially if they're really talented and had a good year, they can go pro after one year. So yep. you see a lot of different rosters all over the place. So Just like Jaden Springer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, that hurts. Which... And, uh, you know, Pember, I, I mean, I guess I'm not too surprised, but that one hurt a little bit just because he's a local Tennessee guy. But, I mean. Like, he was never going to
1: play, let's be honest. He was never going to yeah. play in Tennessee. So, I mean, it's better for him to go somewhere else. I know his Get friend, Quiz, Quiz Glover, who actually signed with Florida um, last year, He, I think that they're best friends. They both played at Bearden. And it uh, seems like they're – I think they were practicing at Maryville College. I saw a picture on Twitter today. They were practicing together, so that may be some kind of package deal in some lower level Division One or, um, or something like that. So,
0: hopefully, they can get somewhere and they can get some more minutes. Speaking of Florida, did you see who's transferring out of the Florida? Omar basketball Payne, team? our boy Omar Payne. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's probably going to UFC with that elbow.
0: <laughs> he ain't coming to Knoxville. I'll tell you that. Get run out, there will be pitchforks and everything else. Yeah. If he came to Knoxville. So, yeah. Well, we wish them the best of luck wherever they end up going. But, you know, back to Springer. Uh, of course, we all saw this coming. It just hurts whenever it's confirmed. But he is going to the NBA draft. Uh, nobody can blame this. Yeah, I mean, he's already hired an agent and everything. So, uh, Which means
1: he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. It, he, he
0: ain't. He ain't coming back. And, you can also expect Keon Johnson's announcement coming soon because he's expected or he's projected higher in the draft, I think. So I I know they're both up there, but if you're projected in the first round, you're gone. You're going to be a millionaire. You're, you're gone. I, I, I'm not going to argue or have any, you know, ill will for these kids. So uh, what do you think about them heading out of here, man?
1: Uh, It's expected. That's really it. I mean, nobody expected them to be back for another year and, um, you know, no matter how good or bad we thought that they were for this year, could they, could they have been better, of course. But, um, you know, both of them projected – Keon projected a top ten pick. Keon or Springer, you know, I've seen him as high as like 11 or 12 and uh, consistently in the top 20, though. So millionaires next year, and uh, we wish them the best.
0: Let's not forget, if it weren't for these guys, we would have lost a lot more games. Yeah, uh, a lot more games. Yeah, and this is this is the price that Tennessee pays whenever they're good at basketball because they're gone after just one year. Mm-hmm. So, to be expected to see that a lot more. The more these big recruits come in and everything. So, yep. Now I know how Kentucky feels. Yeah. So, how's your bracket looking for March Madness? Uh,
1: after this, after these early day games, it was uh, atrocious. <laughs> i think i only have one team left gonzaga
0: (laughs) me and you both (laughs) I
1: i had picked of course i had picked illinois to win out the bracket that houston is now in the final four in uh i picked arkansas to beat baylor i picked gonzaga to win and then i had let's see i think i had michigan beating whoever that was not ucla obviously
0: yeah, uh, I had Michigan in my final four. Yeah. I don't know why I trust the Big 10, but I think out
1: of all the brackets on ESPN, there was only 0. 0.002% had the correct final four picked.
0: Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Kidding. Right. Not even not even close. Yeah. yeah I, the only team that's giving me any points is freaking Gonzaga, which yeah. is weird. Which is giving
1: everybody points.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I had Michigan in my Final Four, and then uh, I think I might have had Baylor in there as well. I can't remember. God, I got maybe I didn't. Actually, I think I might have had Arkansas in there because Arkansas is pretty good. But yeah, they were hot. Yeah, they they were a really hot team, and so was Missouri at the time. They were pretty hot too. But yeah, and, and of course, the most talented team on paper in Tennessee history starts out with the hottest teams in the country that has made it to the elite 8 as a 12 seed like what are the off- what <laughs> most Tennessee thing ever <laughs> do you do you think that makes the loss more justified or would you rather them just lost and then Oregon state just lose the next game just cuz they beat us like is there a more satisfying answer uh, <laughs> i
1: mean it, i guess it makes it is, makes the loss look from a national perspective, I guess. Um, it makes it seem better of a loss uh, for a team, for a 12 seed to make it to the Elite Eight game and then almost actually beat Houston, who was a two seed, to get to the Final Four. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good run right there. I mean, from a team that was not supposed to even make the NCAA tournament to make it to the Elite Eight with a really good chance to, to get to the Final Four is pretty insane, to be honest. Um so I mean, if you, if you're hot, you're hot, and if you run into a cold team like we were, then that's uh prime pickings for an upset.
0: It was a disaster, man. I don't think I'll ever watch highlights from that game ever yeah. again. But yeah, they they were red hot. And yeah. God, they they almost had a Cinderella story. Honestly, yeah. the choice like Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, they uh, Oregon State. They barely. Got, we mentioned this in one of our episodes, but they barely got in. We were joking saying they only got in because they won their conference tournament, here they Which are. Which is true. That's yeah, the only that, reason they got in. That's insane to me, man. Yeah. That's, that's why it's madness, I guess. Mm-hmm. So who's looking the best right now? You think Gonzaga's just yeah to take it and run with it?
1: I think Baylor and Gonzaga's going to be in the championship. So it'll be Houston versus Baylor in one Final Four game on Saturday. Uh, And then Gonzaga and UCLA in the other game Saturday as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, Baylor and Gonzaga look like the two best teams, obviously. And uh, I would expect Gonzaga to win.
0: I was was very surprised about Illinois because they looked – I mean, they were. They were very good. Mm -hmm. And they got beat a lot earlier. And on my bracket, I had them playing Gonzaga in the final. And then – they lost and I was like well Gonzaga you're my only chance now (laughs) so uh, well the final four games on Saturday and the championship game is on Monday April 5th golly it's hard to believe next week hard to believe we're in April man so well any final thoughts on the tournament or anything before we move on um nah I'm good yeah ever since Tennessee lost I'm just like meh see you next March (laughs) yeah (laughs) So our baseball team at least you know our we got We got to try and win at something <laughs> something and you know it's bad when Danny White's posting like the rowing victories have, yeah. have you seen that I didn't yeah. even know we had a rowing team yeah. where do, if I want to go see our rowing team are they going to be on the Tennessee River yeah. or do they have like a pool I, I have no idea yeah, I how know. to even how to even get access to the <laughs> rowing competitions but uh, anyway, baseball, um, we are, whew, those, those games against LSU, what do you think about those?
1: Dude, they were crazy. That yeah. game two was was a instant classic, that's what they call them. It was a crazy game, but uh, yeah, I mean, the team's rolling right now.
0: Yeah, and we're in the top ten, God, I can't remember the last time we were in the top ten in football, but we've been, we're in the top ten in pretty much every poll out there, and you mentioned they were number six in the USA Today poll, is that right? Yeah
1: which is their highest
0: ranking in a long time. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i going to be frank. They need to keep this coach. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what what do we need to do? What does Danny White need to do to keep this coach? Well, I mean, baseball
1: salaries are so much different than what you expect with you know football salaries and things like that. Like, I think there's only nine college baseball coaches that make over a million dollars. And even that, it's like right at a million. It's not even... That far over, but I think before um, Fulmer got the boot, he gave um, Vitello a an extension and a raise. I think he's making about five hundred and sixty thousand or something like that this year. Uh, I think it's supposed to go up to about six hundred thousand for next year. So, um, you know, other than pay, I mean, we Tennessee has probably the either the worst or the second worst. Baseball stadium and all of the SEC, like it's it looks absolutely terrible um, compared to all of the other SEC stadiums. SEC stadiums nowadays look like you know minor league baseball stadiums where they have they sit ten thousand people and you know there's all kinds of different amenities and then you know I think our our facilities have gotten a little bit of an upgrade like our batting cages and and like our locker rooms and stuff like that weight room but. I mean, it's nowhere near as nice as all the other places. So um, with Vitello as hot as he is and just getting all these just big turnarounds in, in Tennessee and, and baseball. So um, to be able to keep him, I know we're going to have to, you know, give him a hefty paycheck. And I know we're going to have to uh, promise some big facility upgrades as well.
0: So is it just the size of the facilities or do they look outdated? Like, what Yeah, I mean...
1: The, it, it, honestly, the outside of the stadium looks like a uh, I mean, a low-level division like three programs <laughs> field. Like the outside just looks like nothing. Like it's just like a big concrete thing, and you just walk in. But the rest of the stadiums are like you know full blown-out stadiums like you would expect to see, you know, in minor league parks like you're going to the Smokies or whatever. Um, it just looks like your average ballpark. Like, there's nothing about it that screams Tennessee. Um, nothing around. It's kind of built up. It's just nothing. And then, I mean, like down down the lines, there's really no seating. Um, you know, the bullpens and stuff like that on the sides are are pretty uh, low standard, honestly. Um, there's no seating in the outfield beside the left field. It's like a, they call it like the porch and people can like grill out there, but you know, I don't, I mean, it's a pretty popular place to sit. And I think most of the time it's sold out, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing about it that's special in any way. And, and I mean, there's, I mean, it's just kind of blah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they can renovate it and keep that coach happy because if, if they don't keep him happy, he's going to be getting some phone calls. Against yeah. some competitors, probably in conference too. So, yeah. I know the SEC is loaded right now. Aren't? Are like four in the top five? Like, yeah. Vandy, Mississippi State, Arkansas, something like yeah, that. I Ole mean, Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss is up there. God, yeah. it's just insane to me. So, well, currently baseball, we are twenty-two and four, and five and one in the SEC. Coming off that weekend sweep against number fourteen LSU, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna go ahead and let you do these breakdowns between the three games. I want you to go ahead and take the wheel.
1: Yeah, just a quick breakdown of those. Game one, we won three to one. Chad Dallas was the winning pitcher throwing seven innings and only giving up one earned run. Uh, gave up five hits and had 11 Ks, which is pretty uh, pretty incredible there. 11 Ks against a number 14 LSU team. So, um, you know, SEC play is really known around, you know, power pitching and power hitting, honestly. So, um yeah, great game there by Chad Dallas. I think our number one pitcher coming into the year, he was a preseason All-American. Is actually out for the rest of the year. Uh, Jackson Leith, um, so we're kind of miss him, but we've we played really well without him. Game two was a, an incredible game. Um, ended up winning nine to eight in eleven innings. Evan Russell hit three home runs in the game by himself, and then we hit a walk-off home run uh, with Drew Gilbert. So. Um, Yeah, we were up like seven to three at one point and then LSU came back in like the eighth inning and scored six runs so or five runs to make it eight to seven. And then we uh we tied it up in the ninth inning and then hit a walk off in the eleventh. So pretty crazy uh pretty crazy game there. So um and then the game three, since I think the game got like postponed on Friday or Saturday night they had to finish it on Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, and so they played a seven-inning game Sunday afternoon. And that actually ended up going into extra innings as well. And our uh, freshman phenom pitcher, Blade Tidwell, uh, I think he gets up to like 98 miles an hour. Throws really hard through 5.5 and two-thirds innings. Seven Ks, eight hits, and two runs. So um, got the win there. I think it was like three to two or something blade
0: tidwell is nasty yeah as a
1: as a true freshman though in 98 i mean it's a wonder why he didn't go pro in the first place
0: yeah that's pretty insane i'm i was pretty excited to whenever you told me about him it's pretty awesome and that second game when he hit the walk-off home run is that the one where um it it showed the they kind of replayed it a little bit because they weren't for sure because it kind of hit the back it kind of like hit the back side of that yellow line oh Mm -hmm. man that was insane so, definitely satisfying win against, you know, a conference game. So, yep. hopefully these guys can keep it up. And you told me they are playing Alabama April 2nd through the 4th, right, at Alabama?
1: Yeah, this Friday through Sunday, three-game series against Alabama. Alabama has currently lost like six in a row, but it's kind of misleading. They're 15-9 overall, um, but unfortunately for them, um, they started out SEC play against number one, Arkansas, and they, they won one game there. So they were one and two against Arkansas. And then they, their next series was against number three, Ole Miss, and lost all three there. So kind of unfortunate for them running into them, um, but never feel sorry for Alabama. So
0: kind of fighting an uphill battle early yeah. with their schedule you know it kind of reminds me of Tennessee playing Florida early in the year every yeah. day every year in football you just because we'll, we'll never beat Florida and it's just <laughs> an uphill battle after that so awesome well hopefully they can get these renovations going man because I, the way this baseball team is playing I, they deserve it I, I think yeah. that this program deserves some renovations and if it's one of the worst in the SEC, you know, this is Tennessee. We can't have that no matter what sport it is. So yeah. Tennessee's got the money. We pay buyouts to coaches all the time, so <laughs> we know we know they got some donors that can help us out there. Yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they can help us out and hopefully their uh, upgrades will be better than that. Warzone upgrade that they did today <laughs> yeah right <laughs> absolutely no difference are, are there still those zombies at the hospital or did they change those? I think those? they
1: moved to the TV station
0: oh my god if you want to do zombies do zombies but keep it out of Warzone it makes no <laughs> sense So, well man did you have any closing thoughts on anything before we wrap this thing up nope I'm good alrighty well guys that's gonna do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times be sure to check us out on Twitter we've been getting a lot of followers recently so make sure you join us for our content on there Rocky Top Times 98 and follow us on Facebook the Rocky Top Times that's gonna do it my name is Sean my name's Chase as always go, go Vols. Balls.